Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. This is Old School on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. are back old school jay foreman kenny wilhite good first segment and the second segment kenny i want to ask you man uh the early break crew was talking about uh i think jake Sorensen had checked like all the leading rushers in all the super bowls and i think Le- Le- garrett blunt obviously wondering how much they made and when they were drafted i want to get your opinion um and it kind of com- you know goes into a little bit of college as well you know uh and i think that what how people view the running back position has drastically changed. You know, when you think of when running backs were drafted, when I was coming out of college, you want a guy that could tote the, tote, tote tote the pill and be effective out of the backfield. You ultimately think of an Emmett Smith to where he could catch out of the backfield, be dangerous in the screen game, and then obviously tote the pill and be, you know, that, that thumper. and that Who'd guy you say? That, Emmett Smith. Emmett, I was going to say. Yeah. A guy that could do it all. Now they want you just to do one thing. So I want to ask you your opinion, both in – the pros in college is an imperative to have, I guess, one of the top, say, 10 running backs out of the recruiting cycle be that guy? Or is it, you know, hey, we're going to limit your carries and your touches to, say, 12 to 15, and that's when you know you're the number one guy that you're really effective in that 12 to 15 touches because, you know, the backup, say, like A.J. Allen, might get 10 touches, 8 to 10 touches. Um, and then the backup behind that might be four to six. So you're just kind of by committee, but not so much. What's your opinion on that? I mean, to me, I think the 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 wins and losses come from up front. Right. O-line, D-line, right, on both sides of the ball. But if you look at the Chiefs, they did it by committee right. this year. Who won it last year? Uh, last year, what, Super Bowl? Yes. Rams. Rams. By committee. Yeah. Right? And then look at Georgia. They don't have a dominant right. running back. And they've won and they, it two years in a row, but yeah. they have a supporting cast and a, a great offensive, offensive line. line. Yeah, right. and a mindset. And a mindset. Alabama, their one, their run. Now they had running backs. They had dudes. They had dudes upon dudes upon dudes. Yeah. I mean, like we so talked mu- about so much. Your boy uh, from New Orleans, he had to transfer to Tennessee. But they had dudes, yeah. and they had dominant running backs. Right. They featured their running back. Right. Took a lot of pressure off their quarterback because their quarterbacks weren't that good. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, they McCarran, were. Karen, they yeah. were good, but they weren't, you know, top notch like, they have, right like they have right now. So 
Do you need a dominant running back? I don't think so. So do you think that with the with the elevation of quarterback play lessens the need for a dominant running back play? Because I think with the teams that we're talking about now, when you talk about – I know Clemson had Travis e, you know, e, uh, Etienne, Etienne, and then they had – you know, but they had Watson and Lawrence. Yes. Those are two dudes. And then you think of um, Tua and Jalen Hurts. Yep. You know, even Jalen Hurts was at Oklahoma. Obviously, they weren't national title, but – Alabama, the less you don't need it as much because of the emergence of these quarterbacks and their ability to play. Um, Justin Fields, you know how now he had some guys. He has now he, he, he had dudes. He, he had some dudes that running the back, but the receivers and that quarterback uh, step up. And they had a line. And they had a line. So, do you think that with the emergence of quarterback play in the way that the college game has changed is lessen the value of? a true bell cow. And, and you can say that for the NFL, too, because the NFL, they're not drafting running backs in the first round anymore. Right. You know what I mean? They're yeah. thinking the value Najee second. Harris is, is, a, is a one-off, but I think he has the pass-catching pass. ability. I think if you're going to be a number one true 18 to 24 carry type of back, you have to be effective out of the backfield, and the one thing you have to do really, really well is blitz pickup. Yes. And – that's what Najee Harris does. That's kind of what, uh, in a lot of ways, Christian McCaffrey does. Christian McCaffrey's blitz pickup is ability to run routes. Yes. So then he's able to dictate what you do on defense based on he running wide receiver routes against Jay Foreman. <laughs> and he dicing us up left and, left and right. And he ain't no waste of steps. You no. Know? And he ain't no. giving away his routes. He's either. not giving yeah. it away. He's, he's very savvy at what yeah. he does. And is explosive. So I think that that's the best way to do it. I think really when you start, when you start to kind of look at it, even when New England was having, you know, they had Antoine Smith in the first one. Then they had Corey Dillon. Then they had LeGarrette Blunt and all mm-hmm. that. I, I think people overlook – the dominance, especially with New England, how really how well they were coached and how good that offensive line was. Yes, and they, I think people also just because of Matthew Stafford and the way that they played on offense, you know, with Sean McVay, they don't realize how good that offensive line was with Andrew Whitworth and all, the, and they were healthy. Yes, so then therefore you can go get Austin Jay and Kenny and say, you know what I mean? Like here's what you do because. We just need you to do this because our offensive line, it will create the hole for you to make you a lot better. And I'm going to tell you what, we'll get into a little bit of the Super Bowl talk because we're going, what, another 10 minutes, Austin? Um, I want to I ask you this. I'm going I'm to tell you what, man. And I've been talking about this dude since the pre, or since last year in, a, in the Kansas City offensive line. They are straight up nasty. And here's what people don't understand about Andy Reid. When I look back on all the teams that I played against, you know, Pittsburgh, you always knew. You prepare for Pittsburgh that Sunday night that you played a week before because you know you got to be ready. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's getting physical. Up. It's like playing Oklahoma, Colorado when we played. But Andy Reid's teams were always physical. Now, you, he never got credit for it, but they always were physical. They always could really tackle well, and they were always extremely physical and well coached. And now – He's added a little bit of spice with Patrick Mahomes. That offensive line he has. Now, I was thinking Philly was that. But here's what I here's why I didn't give them enough credit. The Chiefs' offensive line is really good. They've been overlooked. I felt like they were the best offensive line last year. Now, they had some injury they bugs. They had some injuries injury, last year. But I felt like they were the best offensive line. You got to think, they got rid of Eric Fisher when he was an all-pro because after he tore his Achilles. And then they got rid of uh, uh, the other guy that uh, was an all-pro after he got hurt as well. But they keep replacing. They traded for Orlando Brown. 
They drafted Trey Smith in the fifth round, who was actually the best guard. They are nasty, man. The things they did to Fletcher Cox in the Super Bowl, that's a long offseason for that brother. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny, Trey Smith started the game off by driving you and throwing you to the ground and knocking your helmet off to the point that Fletcher, usually when that happens, I'm coming to see you. And then I'm going to get my helmet. He going around asking for the ref. So that let me know he punking you tonight. Yep. Yep. So when they and then then Wiley seventy seven, right? Who's kinda like the he's the guy that gets no love. The one carryover from the last Super Bowl low line. The one carryover. Guy that gets just overlooked. Because they got Humphrey from Oklahoma who was came in and made all pro. You you lucked up and got Trey Smith because everybody because he had a minor heart condition, mm-hmm. but his his testing out was off the charts. Then you got Orlando Brown's son. In a free eight or in a in a uh, draft day trade, um, and Tooney, and then Tooney from the Patriots, who was the number one free agent guard. The last guys left over. They made some power moves. Hold on, who who do you think was it was it was taking homeboy from uh, <laughs> hey Hassan Reddick and throwing mushing him in the ground? He was a non-factor. That, no, no, but in that but, game. but the way they was dogging people yes. with the way. See, here's what people don't understand, and I'm gonna say this for you people out here to and listen. We need some more people on the stream here. Okay, I know people are listening. People always ask me the difference. They ask me two things about playing against offensive linemen in the league. What's the difference between playing in, in college and the pros? And oddly enough, they ask me the difference be- between playing against white offensive linemen. And- Science proves quality sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to help keep you both effortlessly comfortable. And it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. So you're at your best for yourself and those you care about most. Life-changing sleep, only from Sleep Number. It's our ultimate Sleep Number event. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Black offense alignment. I used to get that all the time. Really? Oh, yeah. And Dom Rayola used to ask me all the time because he'd ask me when we – so we played the Ravens one one year, and they had – I forget what they named their offensive line, the Soul Patrol, because they had Ogden. They had nothing but brothers, and these dudes was giants, right? And so the difference between college offensive line, in my opinion, and pro offensive line play is college offensive linemen, you'll get two or three guys that know how to play. In the pros, you get seven, eight, nine, ten, and they all they just want to do is just get in the way. Mm-hmm. Majority of them just want to get in the way. Because they know their job is to seal you off, and this hole is only is, is smaller than between Kenny and Austin. So the running back's job, you getting paid whatever million dollars you getting paid. Once he seals you off on account of like one thousand, one thousand two, his job's done. You got to get through that hole. Yeah, and you better hit it because they he knows his job is his his main job is to block however he's supposed to block and to do his job. So you're essentially a sole proprietor within a team concept. Now, there's, there's a little bit difference here is I'm going to tell you. Well, I'll just say this. You get some linemen that, that, that got to play on the edge of nasty because they just like that, like Wiley, mm-hmm. where he when he gets you there, they're going to they're going to they're going to put you in the ground now. Right. And they're going to they're going to mentally try to, you know, they're going they're going to mash you up a little bit. Right. <laughs> you know, you in for a fight. Right. You know, how Kenny, if you got somebody that's coming to stock block and he's going to try to finish you off in the Gatorade. So you got to know what you're getting into. But I'm going to tell you something about the brothers, though. There's only a few of them. They try to get you, though. Oh, yeah, they're going to try to get you. Because they want it. Because I'm going to tell you, they want to get in the meetings and be, you know, say it's me and you, we linemen. And they was like, oh, yeah, watch me get them right here. Yeah, watch what I do right here. (laughs) They want to clown you and then dance over you and do all that type of stuff. 
I always say well, the hardest hit I ever got was in a preseason game. And I still don't know who this lineman is, and I, st- I ain't never watched that play. I got up and went, went to the bathroom <laughs> when I seen it. We were playing the St. Louis Rams. I will never forget this, Kenny. It was me and my man, Rayon. And I said, his nickname, I can't say it on air, but it was just say, we used to call him Dookie Ray. Now, the S word was it because that's the way how he looked in his uniform. Because, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, you know, part of it, you got to go out there and look sweet. Not not like towels and everything. But Rayon, we tape our uh, own, We you know, back then we didn't have enough money to pay the equipment dudes to tape our. So we had tape our own stuff. You know, Rayon was number 39. You know, the three be down here, the nine up there. <laughs> He'd have, like, he had these old gloves, you know, two fingers cut and, and the holes in I mean, he just looked horrible. He had a hockey elbow pad. I mean, Rayon just looked horrible. You know, one chin strap, it just, just looked horrible. So we out there playing the St. Louis Rams, right? And it's Marshall Falk in there. So, you know, we playing pretty good. But him and Isaac Bruce get into it. Oh. And Isaac Bruce, people, Isaac Bruce just be woofing. Just, night. And he didn't <clears throat> see that he, he was talking junk. Like, they were calling the plays. He was out there just talking junk to Ray. So, you know, I'm, that's my boy, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get into it. So then he, so me and, me and Ray chasing him around for it seemed like a quarter. So we called this, we called this fire zone blitz. And I'm like, yeah, I'm about to, I'm about to get this quarterback, man. And, and there's an old saying, if you're unimpeded to the quarterback, there's two things coming, either the screen or somebody about to ear hole you. So I so you know how it is. You sell the blitz, fooling over there, sell the blitz. I was hauling butt coming i'm like and I, then like you get in this position like i kind of used to lower the position because back then you i'm going for the knockout shot where you kind of get low and come up come through, up through them. i'm like oh yeah <laughs> it's lights out teed up oh it teed up and right when i was coming out boom i got hit from the side i swear to god the first thing they hit was the f and the five <laughs> on the back of my jersey right and i tumbled look like tumbleweed and uh i was and i was looking like who was it you know, I was still – it wasn't Orlando Pace. I was about to say, was it Big Pace? No, it was a backup because Orlando Pace wasn't doing it. He wasn't doing that. it. Yeah. This dude hit me so hard, man, and he clowned. He was clowning, and he was, and he dapped up. With He's like, yeah, I got him. I got him. I was like, yeah, you got me. <laughs> then I tried to tell him I'm going to get you back. He said, no, you ain't because like, it hurt. Because that hurt. You know what I'm saying? It hurt my pride more than anything, man. Yeah, so you, you that's the difference, man. They try to get you. And then you got some guys you know who are a little dirty. Like I would say, Daniel, he was dirty. He was disrespectful dirty. Where he'd be doing some stuff that, like he, you know, cut guys from behind. You know, if you get, you know, something, you know, if you play in the NFL long enough, you're gonna get got. Oh yeah, if you play any sport, any sport, if you playing basketball and you ain't never get dunked on, you ain't play hard enough. Hold on now, now, I have never gotten dunked on, never. I've got crossed over. Okay, they never gotten over. dunked yeah, on. Yeah, cross, oh yeah, because you ain't underneath there. But I'm just saying, if you in there and you think you're getting a rebound, here come Jordan. You gonna get you, you just on the post. You on the post. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you you if you ain't never been crossed over in basketball or, you, or dunked on, then you ain't really trying. If you ain't never got ran over, then got you, ran you, over. You, you, right. Hey, got any publicity's over. good publicity, right? No, no. Okay. I got ran over, but I held on. Yeah. See, that's the difference, though. You ain't just gonna just bike me over and then have me like flat. Yeah. Like I, I'm gonna get you, Coach McBride. Yeah. Called the blitz against you, <laughs> against Utah. Uh-huh. Guess who the running back was? At Utah? From Utah had running backs back then? The Dirty Bird. It, oh, it was Jamal Anderson? Man, he called that corner blitz on Jamal Anderson. I hit that boy thigh and just, just like folded like yeah. a piece of paper. Yeah. Was able to grab his foot. Right. I told Charlie, I said, don't call it no, no more. more. Right. 
Right. Don't, it ain't working. It ain't, it work. ain't working with, with he 19 over here. Man, hey, you better get Reggie Cooper or somebody. <laughs> man, he you called that because yeah. Utah, man, I'll never forget it. I'm like, his thighs were so big. Yeah. Man. And some guys are built. This is what people don't understand. I call it the gate. Some guys are built where they're hard for a defender to tackle. Yes. I always talk about Ray Lewis. People don't understand. He was, I think he was a four-time state champion in wrestling, at least two. I know that because his big thing is his dad was a real good wrestler, and his dad was never in his life, so he wanted to beat his dad. So I think his dad was three-time state wrestling. So Ray Lewis, was he's short. They say he's six foot. He ain't nothing but 5'11", but he got long arms like he's six foot five. But he's a wrestler, so you can't knock him off his feet because he knows his body can torque all that. So when he coming up hitting you, he got, he got leverage on you. Yep. And then so uh, so it's different when you're studying his tape. You always encourage guys, study somebody that's successful that has your body type. Um, Eddie George got me. But I did get him back, though. You got him back? Yeah. But he got me, and it was because of my boy Gary Walker. Gary Walker didn't run the run, – we used to run the stunt. So he re, he run the stunt the wrong way. So both the linemen come on me. So here come Eddie George, you know, and, and we were playing in, in Tennessee, and, the, and it was late in the year. So the turf was kind of beat, all beat up. up. So I tried to anchor down. The legs slipped out, and then I got off, and then next, here come Eddie. Oh, my gosh. He got he ran me over, and then, you know, after you get up and celebrate. Oh, man. I, my, that was back when I had a Nextel, you know, back in his cell phone. It was, you know, we could, you know, because I wanted so you could chirp and talk to every walkie-talkie. I'll have boy, I, some, I have forty voicemails, <laughs> forty chirp chirps. Oh, what happened, man? What happened, man? I I, I got so mad at my boy. You seen what happened? Stop calling me. Don't with it. don't yeah. ask me. You saw it. You saw it. What happened, Jay? I seen you. Are you all right? You know that's the words where you all right? Yeah, I'm all right. My pride, pride hurt, hurt. But, I'm hurt, but I'm all yeah, right. Yeah, man, that pride pill was hard to swallow <laughs> that day, man. Another good segment, Kenny Will Height, Jay Form. We're gonna come back with a uh, short segment. I'm gonna ask him about the. Uh, Husker basketball team tonight, what what kind of speech he would give the team going out there to uh, the uh, uh, Jersey Mike Center, the rack or whatever you want to call it. What do you tell them to how to deal with success? Because that's a little bit of correlation of football teams in the past, how you deal with success. So we're going to ask Kenny Wilhite getting an insight of what he would give the speech to these Huskers going out there to Parsippany, New Jersey. We'll be right back. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Guys, do you want thicker, fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news. Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S.-licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. So, guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to roco slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's roco slash fuller. <laughs> 